What's up, guys? This is uh, David with Sounds Like NYC, and I'm not with Bruce today because he had to do his taxes, but I'm here with a much more handsome, much more talented Ing. Oh, hello. Step closer, Ing. I'm not going to bite. Come on. Of course. What's going on? And here we have our buddy Jeff. That was What's a little going on? Jeff. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. Amazing. Good. Great day. Beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah. We have a beautiful view here at WeWork. Mm. Oh, you're plugging them in already, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tell us about yourself, Jeff. What do you do? Well, I'm uh, a writer, uh, a painter, and I, uh, a filmmaker. I'm making a film right now, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. And we are almost done uh, with, uh, with everything. As a matter of fact, the post work is almost done. And... Uh, the composer right now is working on the score to finalize mm-hmm. everything, and we're aiming to be done with this film at about um, late April. I'm, I'm thinking. And, and what do you, what, what's the name of the film? It's going to be called The Perception of Time. Okay. And um, it's a very different type of process because before I started filming this, one of the big projects that I've been that I worked on and still am working on in terms of getting it out there um, is I'm looking to create and develop a. Uh, a TV series about Mm -hmm. an actual artist, uh, two artists in New York. And um, I've had several meetings with different networks and agencies and all that stuff. But basically what I did was instead of just writing the pilot, I wrote the entire season. So it's 500 pages that I have written. Um, So it was a, it was a long process to do this. Um, So after I was done and like I had published a couple books too in this, in this period of time. And uh, I just wanted to get away from the written word almost. Mm. So what I started doing is I just grabbed my brother's camera um, because my brother is a, uh, is a DP and a a professional videographer. I grabbed his camera. I just started shooting because I just wanted to create a visual of something. So what was cool about the film is the more I started, the more I was filming, the more the story informed itself, where mm-hmm. it's usually reversed for me, obviously. You sit down, you write, and then you go from there. Right. Um, this time it was, let me f- film and let the film write itself. So mm-hmm. as, I, as I kept going along, it just kept developing more and more. So it's, it is an abstract idea. It is an abstract film, but it does have a coherent storyline, okay. which is basically... Um, yeah, this kind of essentially this cleaner, quote like an Airman Trout type of character from Breaking Bad gets out of prison mm. and has to do two last jobs. That's the foundation of the story. Mm. The real abstract existentialist idea of it is what's the true definition of incarceration to this guy? You know mm. what I mean? Is it is it life in prison or is it work after prison? Right. That's that's what the real storyline. Yeah. Mm. So that's the big project right now, and. Um, basically I've been filming over a four and a half month period. I've been filming this thing 32 days throughout that okay. period so far. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, what, what brought you to this, uh, this concept? I'm sorry, say that again. What brought you to this concept? Like why, why this? So weirdly enough, again, like I said, I just wanted to go film something, but the thing that was inspiring to me, uh, was, have you ever heard of the film um, Jean Dielman by Chantel Ackerman? It's have just I, I 19, have It's it's cool. It's totally different. Uh, it's nineteen seventy five uh, French film by the great great director Chantel Ackerman. Uh, 
And essentially, it's on paper a three and a half hour film of or like three hour film, roughly something like that, of this um, woman just doing chores around the house. Right. That's really it on paper. What it is is also throughout the film to to provide for herself and her child, she accepts Johns into her home and she's a prostitute. But it's done very very structured and it's and the prostitution end of this film mm-hmm. has very little to do with the actual feeling of it and the storyline okay. of it, it just shows another part of her day mm-hmm. at any rate watching her watching uh ackerman's uh filming style the actual style of that film inspired me to just pick up the camera and stylize something in a similar way now as my film developed it got further and further away from that because I also drew from other inspirations like Godard and Jim Jarmusch and people of that nature. So, but that was kind of the driving force at the beginning was this, uh, this film Jean Dielman to just kind of get out and shoot something, you know? Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how that happens. Every now and then you just watch something or hear something and it sparks something that you, it was just in the ether, you know, perhaps mm-hmm. and you just want to grab onto it. So that was it for me for this project at least. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add? Yeah, I was uh, wondering, you, you said you were a painter as well, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, your process translates into filmmaking? I think as it does. Painter. Yeah. I think it does. What's funny is that because I'm an abstract painter, okay. so in terms of, in terms of, sketching out i rarely ever sketch out anything with uh with with literature or film um i mean like like i won't lay out a blueprint out with literature obviously you write draft after draft and with screenplays too but um but in terms of storyboarding i don't really storyboard i don't do anything like that but i do think with a canvas you have the two things that you can relate to painting and film I think the framing of it, you know what I mean? Because obviously you're mm. framing up a certain painting and a certain style on the canvas. And then you also have the color and the tonality of it. So right. playing with the colors, it, it's almost like um, like if you watch a Wes Anderson film, you know the colors. You know the color schemes. You know right. that the mm. director before mm. you can see the name on it. You know what I mean? So I think painting helps out with the color schemes and kind of getting your, your eye in, in the in the right focus, perhaps. You know? here's, here's a question that I, you know, I was thinking about. Um, how do you feel your, your art is, you know, I, I guess you internally, you do you feel it's more genuine when you're more methodical and thought out about it or when you're just like, you know, like winging it? I think there's a, that's a good question. I think it's in, in between, honestly. Um, I think there's something to be said about spontaneity that is just a, a unique capture you know it, right. it's, it's very different when you have something but the thing i feel about spontaneity is proper spontaneity cannot come it cannot develop without um a proper base if you're if you're ill-equipped if you're unprepared mm-hmm. i think spontaneity is not the best thing to have because mm-hmm. you need that base of information that base of knowledge into going into your project to understand where what you know if i can break left or break right on something you right, know right. Uh, i i hear it a lot with younger actors or not a lot but there was one actor in particular i knew that never liked to prepare for auditions and mm. thought i'm just going to go in there cold 
and I'm just going to wing it and, and, and be good at improv. And there is like a handful of people in this world that can do that. Uh, very, very few people are, in, it's, it's all about intelligence. They're smart enough to read the room, uh, hear the script and jump off that and create a story there. Mm. So I, what I'm saying is the best improvers come to the room prepared. They know the scene, mm. they know what's needed, they know the environment, but they still leave a little bit for themselves right. um, to lean on spontaneity. You know? So I mm. think you have to find the proper mix of both is a meticulous nature and a willingness to be like, okay, I can roll with the punches. You know? I think that's a really yeah. cool thing. I was just going to say, I think that's a really cool thing with directors because – uh, one of my favorite directors is Paul Thomas Anderson. He's known for his meticulous nature, um, but I also believe that he's very open to a certain degree of like, oh, you know what? This isn't working. Let me let me collaborate. Let me listen. What could work better in this scene? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. his openness to a collaboration, to a little bit of a spontaneity, uh, you know, spontaneity, um, is helpful for his projects. So mm -hmm. if you can get both, it's the you know, best of both worlds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like, you know, maybe like. To use like you know a spontaneous nature to art, it can't be all spontaneous. It has to be some, some so to some level of it. It has to be you know thought out, or else it's like it's just chaos. Right, like I having so. having your palettes and brushes all ready to go, mm -hmm. not just like because that takes also really long time. Yeah, like just having yeah. like your brushes and like mixed colors all ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest pain in the ass with paint. Right. <laughs> that up, and then the, the you know what the biggest pain in the ass is the cleanup after. That's it. You're like, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do anything. You're you're happy, hopefully, and uh, and you're just like I I got to get out of this room, and you're like shit. I have like eighty paint cans to clean up. I have to <laughs> mess everywhere, and it's a it's a shame. You. I think as a as a painter, you have like an ego thing where it's like one day I want to get to the point where I could have an assistant and to just clean, to clean up your shit. shit up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Are you are you from New York? I'm from New Jersey. Okay, you're from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> when did you when did you move to when did you move to here? Um, a few years back. I mean, I lived in Central Jersey and okay. I started working in uh, in TV. I started working at Nickelodeon when I was 17, an internship. Oh, wow. I got hired when I was 18. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I was bouncing back and forth between uh, Jersey and New York frequently. And then I officially moved in when I met my uh, girlfriend, now wife, and we live in Brooklyn now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you, we were always, uh, where I lived in Jersey, it was always like, um, like an hour at most away from the city. So it was right there, you know? Yeah. 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 Plus, it smells like shit over there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get, so you got to get off the the parkway. It's nice yeah, off. The parkway. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been out there a couple times. It's it's okay. It's definitely yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah, coming <laughs> from New Yorker, that's 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 a compliment. I yeah, guess. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how do you how do you feel New York City has like altered your art, if at any? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. You know what? I, I've thought about this. Um, I wonder, because the, the best way I can answer that is I wonder how much my art would be altered if I moved away. Mm. Because being in it, it's tough to gauge. I do know that I think 
Uh, man, I don't know. I don't want to sound weird here, but I think a, a New York writer or New York artist has a certain level of edge to them. Has a, right. a certain, of course, you know, yeah. identifiable edge that uh, mm -hmm. that is, is 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 often potent. You know, yeah, for um, sure. But it's, uh, a I don't know. it's a flavor. It's a flavor. It's a flavor. Yeah, for sure. Like, what what characteristics though can you point to like right now that you know you're like, oh, that's just because I'm you know from New Jersey, New York. You know what I mean, like, is there anything, you know what I mean? Like something that comes in you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I suppose it's a, uh, a willingness to jump into things. Mm -hmm. I think that's like an East coast thing, a New York thing, like a willingness yeah. to just mm. dive head in. But uh, not give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. give a fuck. And then also like, again, the fact that, uh, working in TV and doing the, the March madness thing over at CBS, mm -hmm. I think a certain characteristic I've had for the, past month is anger i'm just fucking angry uh, and it's just because it's long days and just oh, yeah. stressed out or whatever um but it's funny there's like a, a I, again it might be a new york thing it might not be but there's a certain time where it's like you have this like explosion of anger oh yeah and then like five seconds later you're like it's cool i'm all right don't worry about it. you know what i mean it's schizophrenic yeah. no, sure. yeah, yeah yeah i get you man yeah. awesome yeah well, uh, anything, anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, no, basically, I mean, thanks for having me on. I, and uh, the one thing I, I should mention is um, the latest, latest project that's like officially out mm -hmm. is my book called Three of a Kind. Okay. And um, it is a collection of my paintings, short stories, and poetry. So it's like a big collection of kind of like my different things oh, awesome. going on. And uh, yeah, it's, it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all bookstores or wow. whatever. But uh, we'll, we'll link that shit up. Don't you worry. Yeah, we'll link. What happened? We'll link that shit up. Don't worry. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Awesome, man. It was uh, it was really fun having you. Thank you, also Ing, for oh, you know subbing. Yeah, out. nice to meet you. You too. Thank you guys so much. <laughs>